Welcome to Woman Zone, connecting women through their stories. When I'm stressed and worried out and I'm like freak out and I'm about to pull my hair out, and I turn to my bed and I see my worried doll and I speak to her and her name's Diva. <laughs> Nomandi is one of the squad working on production of the African Worry Dolls at the Super Trooper Humanity Centre in Woodstock in Cape Town. So who and what are the African Worry Dolls and where did they come from? One of our supporters emailed me in about July and said to me, have you heard of these Guatemalan worry dolls? And I had, but I'd forgotten about them. And she said, isn't this something that super troopers could look at? At the same time, another volunteer who is great in design asked us if she and her daughter could come and spend some time teaching the super squad some skills. So I put two and two together and I said to the second volunteer, why don't you see if you can come up with a prototype for an African worry doll? And they did. She and her 16-year-old daughter, they sat and they worked with different materials and they came up with the first prototype of the doll. They came in They trained, at that stage it was about five of the Super Squad members on how to make it, and we started selling them. And we've been very lucky to get a number of really nice bits of publicity, the one being an article that was written in the Daily Maverick recently by Lana Stone, and the word is out there because we are getting web orders, they're flying when we have a market stand, we're supplying several gift shops, and many people are buying them to take overseas. We've recently had two different orders for 40 going to different parts of the States. Someone ordered 70 the other day as a farewell gift to people at her wedding anniversary party. So they really have hit a chord. Karen Goodkin is coordinator at Super Trooper, and I asked her how the worry dolls work. So the legend is that if you whisper your worries to your doll before you go to sleep at night and you put it either under your pillow or next to your bed, when you wake up in the morning, you feel lighter and the doll has absorbed your worries. Do they work? Have you got one next to your bed? So, interestingly that you ask that, because a number of therapists and occupational therapists have bought them for use in their practice, and parents with kids who suffer from anxiety, and the feedback is incredible. In fact, one mother who says that her daughter struggles to verbalize her feelings to her will now say to her... Instead of saying, Mom, I've got this problem, which is uncomfortable for her, she'll say, Mom, you know what I told my doll? And she'll tell her mom the problem, but through the vehicle of the doll. 
And it's just interesting. You know, we've spoken to a psychologist about it. They say that often just the very act of verbalizing your worries and your fears can remove their power. And rather than just speak them out, you actually have this little doll to comfort you, and that's your, your worry buddy. And there is one for every person. I mean, each and every one has got a different style. They're made out of different fabrics, different colors, interestingly. So they're very South African, aren't they? Yes, they are. So the faces are made out of pantyhose. So we work with what we can get and what is donated. So we do. We have black, we have dark brown, we have light brown, we have one or two white faces. It really is very multicultural and the reason why each doll is as I know there are no degrees of uniqueness but these really are because at least 10 people have worked on each doll and put their mark on it. So Someone will build the body, someone will make the arms, someone will combine them, someone else will sew the eyes, someone will do the bling, someone will do the the fabric dressing. So there's an infinite number of combinations and possibilities. And that shows that if you, you look at a bunch of dolls, you just can't believe how many varieties there are. And we often say to people who are struggling to choose the doll that they want, look in their eyes and see which one is calling to you. And often they do find that one. Lastly, I'm thinking, you know, there are women dolls, they're, they're girl dolls, and, but there are quite a lot of guys working on them as well. And I'm just thinking, you know, we're talking about transferring people's worries. Maybe they could be the answer to gender ba- the ending gender-based violence. Maybe one could make boy dolls. And maybe so we have any had thought? the odd um, request for a boy doll, and we've made it. He, she, they doll. Yes, absolutely. And we've, we've been asked to produce a range of queer dolls, and the possibilities are endless. For now, we're just focusing on the core, the prototype, because we have so many orders that we need to fill. But there really, really are so many ways that we could go with this. My name is Odette Oliver. Um, right now, I am putting the mouths on for the dolls, for the faces, and I'm the supervisor of the um, Worry Doll team. The very busy table. What's happening here? So you're doing the faces of the mouths? Yes, I'm doing the mouths of the faces. Slow Mandy is doing the eyes, and um, Elizabeth is the one she's putting on the jewelry when the dolls, uh, once the dolls is done. And then Denim, she is um, putting on dressing the dolls. And then Aunt Sharon over there, she is preparing the heads for the dolls. Okay. Mandy, I believe that the eyes are very important. So tell me, uh, tell me how you do the eyes. Show me how you do the eyes. All right. So as you can see, I'm currently uh, doing the eyebrows. Okay. Um, I'm going to show you just here. A few of them have just got the white for the, you know, the... Um, not irises, but yeah, yes. the white bit, yeah. Yes, and then when that's all done, when the mouths and the white eyes are placed on, then I take and I put the... few of them has black eyebrows, okay. but the black has currently run out. Black thread, this one with black. Oh. So now we are left with a brown eyebrow. And I was taught once upon a time by someone that the eyes are the window to the soul. I hope that these dolls won't scare anyone. (laughs) I hope that they will truly 
do what they are set out to do, and that's help take the worries from the people and, you know, put it on to the greater God and leave it there. Have you got one next to your bed? Yes. Does it work? Yes, indeed it does. <laughs> My name is Michael. I'm just uh, getting this arm set up here correctly. As we need the arms, and starting from scratch, we're using the wire, straightening the wire up, putting it in small pieces of um, brown paper on size. So I'm just trying to let it dry out, pulling it away from the others. As it, when it dries out, it doesn't stick to one another. So then once this is finished, we'll probably have cardboard cut on size and putting it into so then the, my colleagues will try to uh, will assemble it, putting the material over the cardboard and getting the faces attached you know when we get our other, to our other section where the ladies are doing all the other uh, top finish ends wow. it looks a bit sticky yeah it does it does actually I, I do a few then I try to clean my hands because you know as it is sticky it tends to like get dirty quickly so it makes it easier. So you're one of the arms dealers, I believe. Yeah, yeah. I do the small, small armies uh, ones, working in the bullet size. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Lovely. Thanks for doing. No, anytime. Well, I, I'm the music man, but I'm also the peace broker. You know, they're the arms dealer, and I try to just instill peace. And you usually do that by music has a healing energy. So if I can play music to disarm them and to create a sense of where they can be in harmony, we can work together. I talk a lot of rubbish. You mustn't take me to <laughs> Don't take me too seriously. Well, you may be talking a lot of rubbish, but it makes a lot of sense because there's a lot of work. Everybody's very busy here, aren't they? Yes, very busy, especially this the unicorn in the mix. Okay. He's, uh, we are very blessed to have youngsters who, yeah. Well, we have him bless us today, yes. Thank you. What's your name? Do you know? How old are you? Twelve. And are you enjoying making the dolls, helping make the dolls? Yes. Thank you. And what's your name? Renee. Okay, Renee, are you Dino's mum? Yes. Okay. okay. Tell me, what were you doing before you came here? Um, I was on the street for 14 years. And from there, I came there, I was there by the hack, and every time I go, and I ask, what does women must we cover clothes and work and what can I do? And then you see my super Mushika and tell me, don't worry, I'm going to give you a work. Then from there, she placed me with the work and from Super Trooper, and I love Super Trooper. Mm. <laughs> and what are you making? I make the cops for them, the age yeah. for the for the door. It's changed your life, eh? Yes, from now from January, yes, July to there, I do the stuff for them. And enjoy it. Thank so you're you. not going back on the streets, eh? No, I'm down now. Thanks. Thank, Thank you. Well, clearly, with the amount of worry that there is in the world, there's no shortage of people in need of the African worry dolls. But there are very few with more worries than those living on the streets. And it's for them that Super Trooper, the organisation, was born.
Super Troopers is a non-profit that helps homeless people improve their lives, move off the streets, become independent. We operate a service center called the Humanity Hub in Woodstock, at which we provide a complete range of services where we look at the holistic needs of a person on the streets. Super Troopers started eight and a half years ago. It started as a connection point between Kerry and friends and family of hers and people who live on the street. She would pull up at the company's garden on a Saturday or Sunday morning, open her boot, play music, serve soup and sandwiches, and just connect with people living in and about the company's garden. And for about five years, Super Troopers was that once-a-month social event. From the company's garden, it moved to the service dining rooms, then moved to what's now the Hope Exchange. And just before COVID hit, we stopped doing the socials because the numbers were getting out of hand. We could see six, 700 people in a, a small, narrow parking lot on one Sunday. But the socials were about celebration. They were about birthdays. We gave haircuts. It was about having a party, sharing what we had in a relaxed space. And those five years of meeting and communicating with people on the street taught us what they actually need. And the dream was always to have a service center. And the Humanity Hub was born in January of 2021. At first, we were in the community chess building. They very kindly, for a year and a half, let us use a big downstairs space in their building. But we were quite restricted by time, the days we could be there. And so when this phone call came from someone who had a building that a company was looking to sponsor for a non-profit... It was the answer to our prayers. And what a building, hey? It is. It is the most wonderful building with lots and lots of history. And lots and lots of people. How many people have you got working here now? So we have a staff of five. Myself and Kerry, the founder of Super Troopers. Farouk Fazik, who you met downstairs. Mushfika, who is the manager of the Humanity Hub. And Tasnim, who is our psychosocial development manager. So we are the five permanent staff. And then on top of that, we employ 28 other troopers through a stipend project that the city of Cape Town through Kulisa have uh, included us in this project. So, yes, there's a bit of red tape and the money doesn't always come when you think it's going to come, but we have 28 other employees who are all the people that you met in this building. And they work for us on fixed-term contracts and their stipends are covered by the city. And at the moment, most of them are working on the African Worry Doll project. They call themselves the Super Squad. And in the beginning, the squad used to go into public spaces, gardens, beautify them, fix them up. Uh, we have a very close connection with a garden in Burkhap called the Burkhap Helpers Garden, where our guys went in, they learned everything about planting vegetables and fruit, and they helped rebuild places that had been vandalized. That was sort of the birth of the super squad. And now, once we started the worry 
very dull project. You can see many of them have chosen to work in this project, and we actually need them to work in it now because uh, the demand is so big. So with demand for the worry dolls so big and seemingly growing, how many are they able to make? Can they keep up? When we first started, they were making around 30, 35, but they have fine-tuned the production in such a way that on our best day last week, they made 95 dolls. So it's a never-ending production line, particularly because we have a contract to supply a brand-new design store in the waterfront called Africa, with an A on either end. And it's just opened in the Alfred Mall. Magnificent shop. And they are flying out of the store. So before we can close now and give the workers a much-needed break, we need to produce enough that we can let them ride the season until we come back in January. To witness the eight and a half years of how we've evolved every year and to know that when you dream something that's not just for yourself but for others and to persist and really believe in that dream and see it unfold, it's really just sharing with the world that magic is possible. The impossible being possible is something to believe in. And I think we need to believe more in things being possible, people coming together and connecting from all walks of life and celebrating each other, providing spaces for people to thrive, is how we need to walk this road together. And I'm feeling incredibly blessed, incredibly grateful, and incredibly proud of everyone a part of this team. I could never have done eight and a half years alone, and I always believed that there are others that believe the same dream. And grateful my mom has been with me from the beginning, and always, and grateful for my incredible team with Karen, Taz, Mush, Farouk, and the Super Squad. Well, the last word surely has to go to Kerry Hoffman, founder and executive director of Super Troopers. So what does the success of the African worry dolls mean to her? I mean, besides the worries that we have, we're all inner warriors. When you have a worry and you overcome your worry, you become a warrior. And not a warrior in the worry way, but in a warrior in a warrior way, if that makes sense. But, you know, we everyone has worries. Everyone deals with depression, anxiety, some more than others. And if we can encourage people to talk about their issues more and go deep to the core problems, that's where the magic and the shifts happen. And we believe in going there. We we want to know your real story, not the story you tell people that they want to what they want to hear. So we're very much about healing while you're getting yourself and rebuilding your sense of self. Well, as you said, they say, from your lips to God's ears. 100%. And God is protecting us, listening. We've got all the gods out there. We're an inclusive space. And so the, the more people believing in the same thing, the more we're likely to be who we are and, and just grow. Lovely. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you.